The last Saturday in October each year is a blood-chilling day in Andermatt. When the church tower strikes 1am, sinister creatures emerge from the Gurshan forest and begin making their way towards the village. Clad in coarse jute sacks, they make an eerie noise, clanging cowbells and blowing goat horns. These are the legendary men of the forest, the Voltmandli. Where did this custom originate? And what exactly does it mean? It depends on whom you ask, but what all of these oral traditions have in common is that the Voltmandli have guarded the Gurshan forest against human interference. The Gurshan forest is located on the Gemstoch slope and protects Andermatt against avalanches. Welcome to the Andermatt Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. Today, we'll be talking about how historical and modern elements exist in harmony and how the populace is dealing with the rapid development in Andermatt. The promise is that the rich history and the identity of the Alpine village will be preserved at its heart. Andermatt has experienced significant development. In the last 15 years, more than 1 billion Swiss francs has been invested here. New residential buildings, new hotels, new facilities in the ski area, a golf course and, above all, guests from around the world. That wasn't always the case. In the first episode of this podcast, we talked about the start of development. To learn more about the history of Andermatt, it is worth listening to the episode. But to summarise, around the year 2000, one of the region's largest employers, the army, largely pulled out of Andermatt. That resulted in a loss of many jobs. It was not an easy time for the locals. We asked around in order to find out what life was like back then. Bernhard Russi is probably Andermatt's most famous citizen. It's conceivable that even some Swiss first heard of this mountain village of Andermatt when Russi won the gold medal at the 1972 Olympics in the downhill event. For him, Andermatt has always been his home, a home that more or less worked at the turn of the millennium. The loss of jobs automatically meant that the population also shrank here. That in turn had an impact on the town's tax revenues. With less money in the town's coffers, people began to ask what we were supposed to do now in order to cover the costs incurred by the town, including on the tourism side, whatever existed of one back then. Guests did come during the winter, but back then the facilities in the ski area ran up losses every year. It didn't take much to figure out how long it would take until the town would have to declare bankruptcy. It was a dismal time. The children didn't notice this dismal atmosphere very much. Elena Daniot was born in 1993. Although her childhood was marked by the presence of the military, for instance, when shooting drills took place, what she remembers most is the carefree time outdoors and all the freedom she had. And nonetheless, she saw how families left the neighbourhood and moved to the lowlands for work. But during her school years, she didn't notice any major changes. We had very large school classes, and we all stuck together really well. But you did notice that class sizes started to get smaller for pupils born after 1995. 
Then we heard about this project for the first time. There was a lot of turmoil in the village at the time, and people had very different opinions. But nonetheless, I would say that most people were curious and had a positive view of the project. People were prepared to go along with it because there wasn't much hope back then. It was very quiet. And the situation with jobs or even opportunities for young people, whether in sport or other hobbies, was very meager. Once children had finished their schooling, the future course was set for most of them automatically. Like with Erich Renner. He grew up in Andermatt and went to school here in the 1960s. He quickly realized that he would have to leave Andermatt in order to pursue his career as an electronics technician. And even after getting a second degree, his career path no longer led him back to Andermatt. During that time, I was mainly here on weekends and for holidays. My mother still lived here, and I also had my friends in Andermatt. That's the real tragedy, when you leave your hometown at such a young age, 13 years old. You never get over that. You're always looking for a way to come back, because deep down you feel like you still belong here. And I felt at home the whole time I was here. I was happy to be in eastern Switzerland, and I very much liked the quality of life there. But I only really felt at home in Andermatt. The new era in Andermatt, rung in by Samir Sawiris and his investments, were incisive. A five-star hotel was to be constructed, along with many new residential properties. It is understandable that people in the village were worried that they would lose their identity. How was all of this supposed to fit together? The locals like the Rusis, Daniots and Renners, who had lived in this high valley for generations, and the impressive plans of Sami Sawiris. No one could imagine how this was supposed to work, even Bernhard Rusi. However, things look different now. I think you can say that we won the lottery when Sami Saviris came to visit. Especially where he felt that it was possible to do something terrific here. That is of course the reason why we are at this point today. Another aspect for me is, and that is the really big benefit that Andermatt offers, it's calculable. The scale is calculable. We know our limit. So far, we've accomplished two very important things. The village has remained the same. No, I need to correct myself. It hasn't remained the same. It's more beautiful. Many locals have noticed that things are happening here. It was time to break open the piggy bank and freshen up the house facade. You get that sense today in the village. It has been spruced up really nicely. And the village also will never change. It has grown this way historically. The other thing is that, despite the Chedi Andermatt and the boutiques, we succeeded in staying in tune with nature. We kept our feet on the ground and didn't become out of touch with the real world. Everything is still normal. I believe that many people come to Andermatt because that's precisely what they're looking for. Some people have purchased property here that they could just as easily have purchased in Gestad or St. Moritz or some other destination. But they wanted to come to us. Back to the roots. Andermatt attracted new residents, not simply because new people moved here. Some former residents also came back because they now saw a chance to live here. Like Eleanor Daniot. Yes, the situation did change. 
Of course, it took some time until it was clear that you can have a future here again and start a family. I also came back after having lived elsewhere for a few years. I was mostly here on weekends or for parties or events. That way I was also aware of all the growth, from the outside, so to speak, but nevertheless as a local. It was also an exciting time to be able to witness all of that and also to think about coming back and what kind of work was available up here. For me, it was the right decision. I found a job in the tourist information office that is fulfilling and very rich in variety. I'm part of the development and I like being in contact with guests. I also feel that living here again, with all of the changes that have occurred, is a big added value. And despite those changes, I feel that you're still very in tune with nature here. And it's very important to everyone that it also stays that way. I'm eager to find out how things will develop further and what is still to come. With the new residents and the locals, life has returned to Andermatt. And all of a sudden, it's not just 25 Waldmandli coming out of the Gurshan forest, but 100. A tradition that went dormant for several years back then was relaunched, the Bira Vekarena. This Uri tradition has been held again every Carnival Sunday in the last 10 years. Children up to age 7 need to complete a certain course on skis or a sledge that has been pulled by an athletic parent. Each child who crosses the finish line is rewarded with a Biraveka. That is a kind of pear bread, which is typical of Swiss speciality. Erich Renner returned to his hometown after nearly six decades. That wasn't always the plan. No, not at all. That first came up in a discussion with our children. They said they would really like it if they had a home in Andermatt again. If this upswing hadn't happened, we wouldn't have decided to come back here or to have our personal documents here again. Looking back, I would say that we would very likely have remained in eastern Switzerland. Although he spent most of his adult life away from Andermatt, he always felt a bond with his hometown. After returning, he decided he wanted to get involved in the village. Today, he is a member of the municipal council. Andermatt has a rich history, with several ups and downs. As a result of the current development, the new and the established, residents have reawakened traditions, and they've started to develop new ones too. For instance, there has been a Christmas market since 2014, and there are now things to do that would have been unimaginable several years ago, like the art trail along the Rius River, the sculptures delight locals and guests alike. Andermatt has preserved its roots and its rough charm. Traditions are being continued or restarted. There is also room for and openness to new traditions. We'll let Erich Renner have the last word. I had an important moment when I was sitting in the concert hall recently and enjoying a concert. I suddenly thought... This is Andermatt now. I don't have to go to St. Gallen, Zurich or Lucerne anymore for concerts. In Andermatt, I can experience music at the highest level in this concert hall. I felt a great inner joy and said to myself, this is Andermatt now as well. A wonderful thing. 
That was from today's Andermatt Swiss Alps Company podcast. Here is where we put our promises to the test. If you're interested in learning how the destination in the heart of Switzerland is continuing to develop and would like to hear our stories, then subscribe to us. You can also leave a rating if you liked this podcast. If you have a topic that you're particularly interested in, write about it in the comments or send an email to podcast at andermatt-swissalps.ch. We look forward to your input. In the next episode, we'll talk about how the golf course came about, including how it was developed and is being operated sustainably. We're signing off for today, but we'd be pleased if you tuned in again next time. Goodbye for now. Thank <laughs> you.